of the Holy Spirit, one true God. Amen. In a very plain reading of the Gospel passage today, we hear the words of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Ask and it shall be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door shall be opened to you. Here we would think that and you have not gotten an answer sometimes. If you sought him, even though he was close by, I couldn't find him. Knocking on his door, yet no one is answering. See, these are the difficulties of our prayer life of our unanswered prayer. And if we see prayer as a transaction, I ask, you give. Then we will never come to understand what Jesus truly means when He says, ask and it shall be given to you. Seek and you will find knock and the door shall be opened to you. Because do you not see the verse that comes Right after, the Lord says, if your father, who is good in heaven, gives to you the Holy Spirit when you ask, that Holy Spirit shall be provided to each and every single one of you. The Father being evil, when his son asks for an egg, will he give him a scorpion? Absolutely not. If that is the case, our Father in heaven, who is full of mercy, full of grace, full of compassion, full of love, if we ask him for the Holy Spirit, will he not give him to us. So you see, the ultimate and holistic view of prayer is to acquire the Holy Spirit. Saint Seraphim of Sarab has a wonderful writing. He has a book called The Acquisition of the Holy Spirit. All of life, its purpose is to acquire the Holy Spirit. So then your prayer life, the meaning behind that is to acquire the Holy Spirit. It's not to ask and you better give it to me. When I want, I better find you. When I knock on that door, you better open that door. That is not the idea of prayer. It is the acquisition, the acquiring of the Holy Spirit in our life. And so our prayer life might look like this. We ask God, but we don't receive any answers. It doesn't seem like He's talking to us. He might be working on us and asking us to be patient. Be patient. Know that I'm God. And when I'm ready to answer you, I'll answer you. Many of us don't have the patience to 
wait on God because we're so full of ourselves. We want what we want, when we want it, and how we want it. And God says, I cannot operate in that pride, in that selfishness. I can't be there. I can be in the presence of someone who's humble and who loves me and who cares for me and will not see me as a transaction. Are you willing to love him today? Are you willing to become humble in his presence today? He's working on you to become patient. Be patient. And when you are patient, you will begin to trust in him. Did you hear what I said? Say it with me. When I am patient in my prayer life and not full of myself, I will begin to trust the Lord. When you trust in the Lord, you know that sometimes He's not going to give the Lord, that is, not going to give you that prayer request immediately. He might not give it tomorrow. He might not give it next month. He might not even give it next year. If it's a legitimate, unselfish prayer request, He will provide it for you at the right time, at the right place. That's a guarantee. What do I mean by that? If you're a parent, you know that a candy bar is not bad, but who here being a parent is going to give the candy bar in the morning as breakfast to their child. No one. You're going to give the candy bar at the right time, at the right place, so that it is good for the child. Similarly, your Father in Heaven knows when to give you what is right at the right time, at the right place. So trust in Him. Then that trust builds into knowing that He might never answer your prayer requests. Why? Because it is not good for you. Which father or mother, knowing that their child is allergic to a food, for example, allergic to peanuts, and the child comes and says, Dad, that peanut butter that my sister or my brother is having, it smells so good. But you say, you will never eat of this. Why? Because it is harmful to him. So therefore, we might ask for something, we might want something, we might even think we need that in our lives. But God says, I'm not going to give that to you because I love you. And I know that if you have that, it will destroy your life. So my dear friends, seek, ask, knock, and the Lord will provide for you but in all these things, acquire the Holy Spirit. For the person who acquires the Holy Spirit, not in baptism, but in the second baptism of the Holy Spirit, when you receive Him as your Lord and your Savior personally for you, then you will become like the person who prays and is rejuvenated and receives the fire and receives the strength that they need to live in this life. Prayer is not depleting. It should give you power. Prayer should not bring you down. It should lift you up. That's why when you come here, I want you to get lifted up. I want you to fly out of here like eagles 
and soar in life. I want you to be victorious. I don't want you to come in here and if you do feel down, I want you to come and be lifted up. That is the idea of prayer. When you acquire the Holy Spirit, prayer becomes rejuvenating. Prayer becomes enjoyable. Prayer becomes exciting. Prayer becomes something that you want in your life. If you just want transaction, you're going to find it to be boring. I don't want to do it. I'd rather spend time with my TV and my video games. You see, my friends, we have to acquire this Holy Spirit in our life. So let us do that now. Let us soar like eagles and be victorious in our lives. Let us bow our heads in a word of prayer. Oh, Heavenly Father, we come before you in the presence of your Son, Jesus Christ. And we ask that through your Holy Spirit that we would acquire the power and the strength to live our life and to pray to you, not as a transaction, but as a way and a means to grow closer to you in a relationship with you. Oh Lord, help us to acquire your Holy Spirit, O Holy Spirit, indwell within us so that we might become rejuvenated, enjoy and love praying to you. We ask and pray all of this in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.